Blog Talk Radio. This is the Body of Christ Church, and you are listening to our program, Kings and Priests, where we teach repentance to the twelve tribes scattered abroad. In these last days, darkness has covered the earth, and gross darkness covers the people. But for those who choose to hear the words of the Father and the instructions of Jesus Christ, He will give them the power to become the nation of kings and priests they were ordained to be from the foundations of the earth. Christ according to your pastor, your family, and your friends. There's only one true authority on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and that's the Bible. But are you following our Lord Jesus Christ as it is written? This is what we're going to be talking about today. Are you following Jesus, or are you still following the world? I ain't going back. If it cost me everything I said, everything. If it cost me everything you 
I'm your brother Gadawan, once again for another edition of Kings and Priests, because that's what the Lord has called us to. He's called us to glory, to be kings and priests, to be teachers of his word, to live his word, and to be glorious as he will be glorious in his second return. It's a beautiful afternoon here in London, just after 2 o'clock. We also have another brother who's joining us. He does a show on the Body of Christ radio network on Friday nights. Repentance is the key, and it's a very important show. They've been doing shows recently on depression, very good shows. A lot of people are depressed. They're depressed about the economy. They're depressed about the things that's going on in the neighborhood and their lives. So the scriptures is our hope. The scriptures is our Strength, they are the words of Jesus Christ to give us that true comfort. So, Brother Ibaja, say a few words. We sure can sing a good song. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, we can. How are you doing this morning? This morning where you are? Uh, No complaints. It's, uh, you know, praise to the Most High in Christ, the be able to come and teach his word. So at the end of the day, that's, that's all that matters. So let's get straight into it. Um, let's go to the book of Matthews 16 and verse 24. All right. Because, you know, more and more I see a great amount of people talking about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, promoting the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But I really see a lack of people that's truly following the Lord Jesus Christ according to the word of Jesus Christ. You know, to see many people, they're doing their own thing or they have their own ministry and they're going to minister and, and, and do this. This is my ministry. I've, I've been called to minister to the poor. You've been called to minister to the poor. Christ told us to minister to the poor. Well, I've been called to minister to the broken heart. I'm just going to focus on that. Christ called us to minister to the broken hearted. All that is his, his ministry. So when people jump up, oh, well, I've got a special ministry and this and that, all our ministries is to follow Christ and to teach what he taught. So read that in uh, Matthew 16, verse 24. All right. I was going to step out at six. Here we go, Matthew 6 and 24. But he answered and said, I am not sent but into the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Sorry. 1624. Oh, I'm still in the wrong place. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So Jesus said unto his disciples, if any man was going to come after him, what would they have to do? They would have to deny themselves. So many people think that they can do whatever they want to do in this world and still follow Jesus Christ, and that's not true. You have to deny yourself. When you follow Jesus Christ, it's a great thing that's going to happen into your life because what's going to happen when you follow Jesus Christ, things that you used to do, you're not going to be able to do them anymore. If you was a whoremonger and if you choose to follow Jesus Christ, you choose to come after him, you have to deny being a whoremonger. You have to deny going to the club and having one on stand. You can't do that anymore. Why? Because you're following Jesus Christ. And his path doesn't lead that way. His path leads to the Heavenly Father and following the Heavenly Father's commandments. If you was a drug dealer and you choose to follow Jesus Christ, like many drug dealers, I got my Jesus peace. No. Who you got a cross on for? Matter of fact, not to change the subject, but wearing a cross, that's a sun symbol. That's not, the, that's not the image of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ never told us to follow a cross, but he did give us instructions that what we're supposed to do. So if you being a drug dealer, this is how I make my money, this is the only way I can make money. No, humility comes before honor. So you might have to work at McDonald's rather than making $1,000, 1,000 pounds a day selling drugs to destroy the lives of people. 
you're going to have to deny it. You're going to have to give that up. So to follow Christ, you have to deny yourself. And denying yourself is denying your flesh and certain things that your flesh um, has pleasure in. Because there's many things in the flesh that people have pleasure in. People have pleasure in gossiping. People have pleasure in um, fornication. People have pleasure in um, adultery. I, I took your man. I took your woman. I'm, I'm creeping. See, I, I got her. I took her away from you. People have pleasure in that. People have pleasure in sin. So if you're going to follow Jesus Christ, you have to deny yourself. And then it says, take up his cross and follow him because Christ suffered for righteousness. He did not suffer for wickedness because you face it. People, people hate those that's doing right. I mean, really, really truly. If I came and told you and I said, um, December the 25th is not Jesus' birthday. This is the truth. How many people will shout it from the rooftops? Or they want to have pleasure in sin. They want to have pleasure. Oh, well, it's pagan, but you know what? I'm going to get that gift. I'm going to get that gift, and that's what I want for myself. Or I want to spend time with my family. Nothing's stopping you from spending time with your family at any time. But see, this is a state-sanctioned time. So what? People would worship these other gods. And it's sponsored by Satan. Satan is the sponsor behind Christmas. But let's go to a similar scripture where it says it in Luke, Luke 9, verse 23. So you want to follow Christ, you have to deny yourself. You might be shy. Well, would it, would Moses was shy. He said, Lord, I cannot speak. He said, you're going to speak. He said, well, you can't speak. Well, you speak to Aaron, and then Aaron will speak to the people. But you still going, he still had to speak, didn't he? Uh-huh. So if you're going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, whatever things that you have, like I, I do, and it's against the Lord, you got to give it up. Whatever things you say, well, I'm not going to do, then the Lord's going to have you, like Jonah. I'm not going. <laughs> you going. You going in so much that a whale swallowed Jonah and spit him out to where he was supposed to be. So read that, Luke 9, verse 23. All right, Luke nine twenty three. Here we go. And if, and he said unto them, If any man will come unto me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So, is this just once a week affair? Nope. It said daily. Mm-hmm. It said daily because a lot of people they go to church on Sunday. And that's, they've, they've done their bit for Jesus now. That's what they think. Which, in fact, Sunday is not the Sabbath. Contrary to popular belief, people teaching those lies like there is no Sabbath or Sabbath means to break rest like T.D. Jake says. Those people are a bunch of liars. So that's why I, I started the show by saying, are you following the Lord Jesus Christ according to the Holy Bible as it is written? Or are you following the Bible according to your pastor, according to your family, according to your friends? Because the Bible is unchangeable. It's unchanging. Sin that was sin two, three, four thousand years ago, the same sin today. Like they think that, oh, the sin of homosexuality. Well, Jesus never said anything about homosexuality. So I surmise in my wicked mind that it's okay now. No, it's a sin. Just like murder was a sin. Just like adultery was a sin. Just like if you to steal from your brother was a sin. Jesus taught against sin, and he taught us to repent of our sins, that we could be one with the Father, even as he is one with the Father. But many people are not following that concept. They're following their own minds because there's, there's sins that they're dealing with, and they want to do them. But if you're going to truly follow after Jesus Christ, you have to deny yourself, and you have to take up your cross daily and follow him. So following Jesus Christ is a daily pursuit. It's not a, it's not a once-a-week thing. It's a lifetime thing. If you're going to follow Christ, you have to follow Christ. You have to commit yourself to following Christ. Now, that being said, let's go to 1 John 2.15. Because the opening is, are you following Christ or are you following the world? So let's see what it says about the world. What does the scripture say about the world? 
1 John 2.15, and read to verse 17. All right, 1 John 2.15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So it started by saying, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. But I thought it said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So why is it telling us not to love the world? What's wrong with the world that we're not supposed to love it? It tells you what is wrong. What is wrong with this world that the Lord is telling us not to love it? It, it tells us what's wrong with the world that the Most High told us not to love it in verse sixteen. Now, I'm going to read it because it, it's not talking about you breaking the commandments of the Lord. If you're looking at the trees and you feeling good about that, or you looking at how how blue the sky is, or you know this, these are just be- the beautiful, uh, you know, look of nature and. You know, just the thing, I, I, I just enjoy this. It ain't talking about that. It's, it's telling you what it's talking about in verse 16. It says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So when this scripture is talking about not to love the world and the things that are in it, and if we have love for those things and the love of the Father is not in us, what is going into are the things of this world that are against the commandments of the Heavenly Father. Because you look at the things that this world embraces. This world embraces fornication. This world embraces homosexuality. This world embraces idolatry. This world embraces covetousness. Those are the things that this world embraces. This world embraces people being their own God and following the power of their own mind and saying things like, oh, well, you following that spook God in the sky. Oh, well, God doesn't exist. Oh, I'm my own God. I can do as I want to. Or do as you will with the whole of the law. That is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And those are the things that the scriptures say are not of the Father, but are of the world. Amen. Let's go to 1 John 5 and 19. Well said. And we're going to come back to that. Go to 1 John 5 19. Because many people, you don't understand that you're caught up into a satanic doctrine that's in this world. You're not following the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as is written. When they can tell you the Sabbath ain't the Sabbath anymore. It clearly tells you when the Sabbath is. It clearly tells you about all the different sins that the Lord hates. Now you have the Son of, Son of God sent from the Father, and he's changing the script? No, you don't see that in the scriptures. What he brought was repentance. And he became the sacrificial lamb for our sins so that we can have a second chance. So read that, First John five nineteen. Why are we supposed to love the world? And it goes right along with the scripture that you brought out right there. But I just want to read this one as well, Abadja. First John five nineteen. And we know that we are of God, and the whole world lies in wickedness. So this is why we're not supposed to love the world. Because when you turn on the TV, when you turn on the TV set, or you open up the internet, or the radio, or the media, or you go out in the street to different events and concert things, are they praising the Heavenly Father through us, through the, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Or are they elevating His name on the earth? They elevate no. the flesh. That that's what you read. That's what you read. They're elevating the flesh, the lust of the eyes. That's what they, the pride of life. What can you get? I got mine. You better go get yours because I got mine. Materialism. They're not, they're not elevating the commandments of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. They're not elevating righteousness of the earth. What are they elevating? Sex. Homosexuality. Homosexuality. Would a, a man come out and say that now he's a homosexual and get a call from the president congratulating him. That's a sin. That's an abomination in the Bible. If you say that, oh, shut up, you're a racist, you're a bigot, or this, that. So this is what it says in the Bible. So you have to silence the Bible or those that speak the Bible. Now, 
is Jesus Christ saying, go out, murder, hang them, and burn them? Is that what the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is saying? No. Who was Jesus? Go ahead, Abadji. No, I would say that's the exact opposite, but you got these Bible bullies out here that want to bust people upside their heads with the scriptures. You're going to burn in hell. You're going to die. You're going to burn in hell. God hates fags. I mean, when did you ever see the Lord, Jesus Christ, go out talking about God hates fags? Now, he did tell the people to repent or else your judgment is coming, and I'm paraphrasing, but the whole thing was he said, listen, repent. And he showed people the error of their ways out of the, out of the scriptures. He walked that example. It's not about he showed mercy. People. Exactly. So let's go to John 17 and 9. So the what's lying in this world is a whole bunch of wickedness. So it's telling us love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Because we're, we're in the world. Christ told the Heavenly Father not to take the disciples out of the world, but to keep them from the evil. Because that's what's in this world. That's why we're not to love it. Because, for one, it's going to pass away in the lust thereof, and then the kingdom of of Jesus Christ is going to be established on this earth, which is going to be righteousness. So people have to stop dibbling and dabbling on sides. Well, you know, I want to serve Jesus Christ. That's the right thing to do. But that booty looked good to me, and she just want to give it up, and I know she got a man, but mm-mm-mm. You're going to have to make a choice. That's where it says you have to deny yourself. And the lust that is with some people, their lust is getting drunk. They want to go out on Friday night. They've been working hard. 9 to 5 or 10 to 6 or 8 to 4 or whatever they've been working because work is a curse. We wasn't made to work. We was made to enjoy everything that's, that God said was good on the earth. That's what we were made for. So working is a curse. 9 to 5, that's a curse. You're like looking like, how can I get some ease from this pain? The bills just, they, they don't stop coming. What can I do, man? Let me get a drink. I'm going to drink till I forget. Or I'm going to smoke this weed till I forget. No. See, Christ is our rest. Christ is our peace. But people are like, no, this is what I want to do. I don't want to do any work. I don't want to be righteous. I want to, I want to get some butt. I want to have a one-eyed style. That pretty girl like me ain't no pretty girl like me. Since I was bad, I was 18, I looked good. I had a little bit of hair, and I'm going to go involved. Now this little girl like me, oh, man, let me get some of this. That's the wickedness that we have to deny in ourselves. So read John 17 and 9. All right. St. John 17 and 9. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. So it says, I pray for them. I pray not for the world. Why? Why isn't he praying for the world? He just told us the world is lying in wickedness. He ain't praying for the wicked, for the wickedness that people do. He's praying for the ones that are going to repent and forsake the wickedness that they be strengthened and endure. Absolutely. Now, jump jump down to the 14th verse. All right. Verse 14. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. So Christ wasn't, Christ wasn't getting involved in the wickedness that's going on in this world. And he says what? Because they're not of the world, what were they going to be? The world was going to hate them because they're not of the world. So if you're truly going to follow Christ, there's a line drawn in the sand. You can't be a fornicator, adulterer, murderer, thief, tail-bearer, have lust all burned up in your heart. You're going to have to make a choice to be on Christ's side. And if you're on Christ's side, then the world is going to hate you because you're not part of it. You're not doing the things that the rest of the world is doing. You're not engaging in those in those wicked acts, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh. Read on. Verse uh, 17. I just started 14. No, 15. 15, here we go. 
I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Right. So he was saying that he wasn't going to take them out of the world. They wasn't going to be transitioned into heaven like Elijah, but he prayed that they'd be kept from the evil. And that's what we're supposed to do when we follow Christ. We're supposed to stay away from the evils of this world. We can't mix and match. We have to choose a master. Either we're going to choose the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, or we're going to choose to follow the world. So it's like, um, it's like I'll give you an example, and you know this, you, you, you know this to be true, Abadja. It's like a man of faith that's following Jesus Christ. Can he choose a woman in the world? Hell no. Why not? Not if he's following, he following the Lord, because the scriptures in First Corinthians, the seventh chapter, gives you the stipulations of marriage. It gives us the rules of engagement, if you will. And there's other scriptures that tell, tells you about being unequally yoked with unbelievers. Exactly, because that person is part of the world. So you can't have any parts of the world. Anyone that's in the world, we're supposed to show them Jesus Christ. And it's not, it's not something like, okay, I've got the Bible, now I'm going to smack you upside your head with it. It's just automatic. We can't help it. If you follow the Lord Jesus Christ, that's who you're going to be about every day. Not one day of the week you turn on, you put on some fancy clothes and now you become a Jesus freak. No, every day you're going to be following Christ. Every day you're going to be about his commandments. Every day you're going to be about righteousness and holiness. Even when, you, even when your lust is fighting against your spirit and now you, you used to smoke weed and here comes somebody with, man, you want this? You're going to be like, no, you're going to fight against that. You're going to choose to follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. There is no turning back. You've decided. Once you make that decision, you're not supposed to look back or turn back. But many people, what they're doing, they say, I'm going to follow Christ and still try to have their cake and eat it too. No, you're going to, it's one or the other. So read on. Verse 16. Verse 16. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Read on. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So sanctify them through the truth. Thy word is truth. You're not going to be sanctified through the truth if you're following the world. You're not going to be sanctified through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ unless you are keeping his commandments. Now go to the book of James. The fourth chapter in the fourth verse. James 4 and 4. Because we're still sticking on this love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. What's in the world? People. People in the world. And you might you might be following the 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 scriptures, the Holy Bible, you know, to follow Jesus Christ as is written according to the scriptures. But now here comes this, here comes this woman that you like or this man that you like. They're not following the scriptures. They're not following the commandments. What are you supposed to do? Love not the world. You're supposed to love Christ. That's why Christ gave us the commandments and simplified for us. He simplified it for us. What's the first and greatest commandment in the law, Abadja? To love the most high, he said to love God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and with all thy soul. And what is the second one? The second is like unto it, to love thy neighbor as thyself. So why do people say, why do people make statements like we be teaching about, and you know this to be true, uh, we be teaching about unclean foods. Oh, you're not supposed Mm -hmm. to eat pork, this is what the Bible says. But that's not what my mama said. So doesn't the Lord oh, Savior yeah. Jesus Christ trump your mother in position and power? You, you know what, Godard, what I actually forgot the last part of that when you said, love thy neighbor as thyself, on this hangeth all the law and the prophets. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yep. But to answer so, the question, yeah, do you, the Lord trumps our mother, our father, our friends, our pastor, whoever you want to call 
Right. It doesn't matter what they say or what prestige they hold in the world. There is no higher name than that name of Jesus. So read James 4 and 4. All right, James 4 and 4. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now, it says ye adulterers and adulteresses. So when James is saying this, it's accusative. He's accusing them. You adulterers and you adulteresses. Why is he accusing them of being adulterers and adulteresses? Because we're only made to be servants of the Heavenly Father. We're only made to serve God. So if we follow in anything else that's out there in this world, then we're adulterers and we're adulteresses. It says, know you not that the friendship, because we're supposed to be married to the Heavenly Father. Now Christ is the bridegroom, and we're going to be married to him, and we're supposed to be making ready for this wedding of righteousness. So if you're doing anything else than what the scriptures are saying, then that's what it considers, considers you, an adulteress and an adulterer. And it says, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Now, are we supposed to be friends with the world? That's what I'm reading here. So if you're friends with someone, according to the scriptures, what do you have to be? What do you have to show yourself? Mm, you have to, myself, you have to show yourself friendly, don't you? Okay, yes. You have to show yourself friendly. So someone that is um, the, the big topic of, of, the, of the day is about homosexuality, things will happen or the the president called this basketball player and congratulated him. So if you follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and someone says, well, what you, what's your take on homosexuality? If you're friendly, can you tell them what the Bible says? Not if you're trying to be friends with them, you can't. No, you have to keep your mouth shut. Because if you open your mouth, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? You're drawing a sword. Now, if someone said that they were your friend and they drew a sword on you, would you take that? Uh, would you take that kindly? No, nope. <laughs> that's But that's this is what this Bible is, and it's not it's not any sword. It said this Bible is sharper than any two-edged sword. So you just open the biggest, baddest, sharpest sword, and this person's supposed to be your friend? No, that ain't friendly. So it says. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? So you have people that's supposed to follow the Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, is trying to make friends with the world by not saying what the scriptures say. Because you explained it beautifully how people out there crazy, you know, uh, saying such wicked things like, yeah, I'm glad the, the soldier died or some crazy stuff like that. Where the scripture says, the most I have no pleasure at the death of the wicked. So what is supposed to be done is repentance. That's what Jesus Christ taught. But there's a line drawn in the sand. You either follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or you follow the world. You can't have it both ways. You either repent of the sin of adultery or being an adulteress or that's what you do. You follow, you follow the lust of the flesh. But you can't have it both ways. Ways You can't have it both ways And that's what many people are doing I've seen many of these these pastors and these preachers They come out that they're openly gay Or they come out they've been uh, they've, they've cheated on their wife Or you have a woman that cheated on their husband With another pastor And then okay now Now they're going to um, Now they're going to teach on it And say oh the world The Lord forgives us No he doesn't Because you're leading people astray Because what did Jesus Christ say to the adulterous woman? Did he condemn her? Did he condemn her? I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Because the Lord, the Lord has not given us a license to sin. When people go to church, they go to church on Sunday, which is not the Sabbath. That's dia solus, the day of the sun that was instituted by 
Constantine the Great in the fourth century. But many people, they, they don't read history. They don't understand where these things come from because you're not going to find the first day of the week as a Sabbath. Christ taught on the Sabbath. Christ is the Lord of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. So read that, bro. Read what you got. Okay. You can explain it. Go ahead. John. Well, St. John chapter 8, verse 10. We're going straight to the point. To answer the question, did Jesus condemn the woman that was caught in adultery? St. John 8 and 10. When Jesus had lifted up himself and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned thee? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. Mm. So what we're reading is an example of the mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that he came to give us. Not only mercy, because see, people mistake mercy for, you know, the ability to go back and become a repeat offender. He didn't tell her, I don't condemn you. Go and get you some more stuff. He said, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's the point. Go and sin no more. You know it's wrong, but if you backslide, I understand. You know it's wrong, but it's all about what's in your heart. God knows your heart, baby. And if you you got the right heart, what saved always saved. God knows your heart. And I'm not going to condemn you and go into all of this madness. He said, listen, I'm not condemning you to death this time because the sin of adultery, you're worthy of death. Don't get it twisted. But he said, listen, I don't condemn you, but go and sin no more. I mean, so, you escape death this time. <laughs> you have so, to get but I bought you. Let's examine that. There was a death to pay, wasn't it? And he paid it. He paid it. So how how are we going to turn our backs on the word of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Here he comes. He dies for our sins. And then we're going to keep doing that? Isn't that disgraceful? Isn't that dishonorable? It's like the pastor said, we got a Jesus card. We can run that thing up. Once we say, brother, we always say we can we we can sin with impunity. Let's let's oh, go let to Romans six. Let me ahead. correct that. You can the Lord forgive you. You don't read that. It's like listen. Once you repent of those things, go and sin no more. That's the true doctrine of repentance according to the Bible. Right. So let's go to Romans 6, verse 1. And that's why I said, are we following Jesus or are we following the world? Because in the world, that's what they tell you. You could be a pastor and you could be go and have sex with little boys, or you could be a priest and then you can go and preach somewhere else. No. When, when Judas denied Christ and when he betrayed Christ, is he going to be offered a place in the kingdom of heaven? Mm, I don't think so. No. No. So read Romans 6, verse 1. All right. Romans 6 and 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? I'm going to read that question again. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Right. So what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may be may abound so that we can have more mercy? Christ only died one time. That's it. He's not dying every year on the day of atonement. He's not making an atonement every year. for So he did that once as the high priest. He went in the true holies of holies and made atonement for sin once. Now, when it comes down to the world, people follow the world, and the doctrine in the world in this satanic age is that you can do whatever you want to do, and there's not going to be any punishment. You can, you can mix light with darkness. No. You have to come from darkness and go to the light. And that's we, we teach on those subjects. We teach on repentance. We teach on the truth because there's lies. People are, are kept in the darkness. People aren't taught about repentance. People aren't told the truth. 
And it's just like the show we do on Monday. Many people can't handle the truth. Oh. We're dealing with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If you follow him, you can't continue in sin. You can't continue being a whore mom. You can't continue being a thief. You can't continue to let your lust rule your life. You have to let Jesus Christ rule your life and you follow him. But many people are like, I don't follow nobody. I'm free. I have freedom. No, you're not. Many people are bound, and they're bound by their sins, and their sins are destroying them, but they're looking for a way out, but they have, they have pleasure in their sins, so they're trapped to be destroyed. So you follow Jesus Christ, you're supposed to be dead to sins. Even as Christ died with those sins on him, and he rose again into a righteous body, unblemished, that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to live after the resurrection of Jesus Christ and live a righteous life, not live unto wickedness. So we're going to take a short break. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to deal with some more of these different topics and things that we're going over because it's, it's important that people understand that you have a choice. Either you're going to follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ or you're going to follow this world. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Body of Christ Church Radio Network broadcasts seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the BOCC. Listen to our archive broadcasts or check us out while we are live on the air. Come and visit us in the virtual living room at 2 o'clock p.m. on Sundays where we examine current topics according to the scriptures. Are you looking for the truth? Can you handle the truth? Find out on Mondays at 8 o'clock p.m. It doesn't matter what church you attend or philosophy you believe, take the challenge to see Are You Smarter Than Your Pastor on Tuesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. The world is engrossed in darkness, but it shall be destroyed by the light. Check out From Darkness to Light at 7 o'clock p.m. on Wednesdays where all manner of witchcraft, occult practices, and Satanism is exposed for what it is. Before the light comes, it's time to awake on Thursdays at 8 o'clock p.m. If you are seeking salvation, listen to Repentance is the Key, Fridays at 7 o'clock p.m. And after you've listened to all of these shows, find out how we will become kings and priests Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. All shows are on Eastern Standard Time. Remember to check out The Body of Christ Church seven days a week on blogtalkradio.com forward slash the B-O-C-C. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash T-H-E-B-O-C-C. Shalom. Connect with the Body of Christ Church on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash the BOCC. Follow us on Twitter at the BOCC. And view our videos on youtube.com forward slash the BOCC1. Link with us to learn more about repentance and salvation according to the Holy Bible. Remember what Christ said. 
Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. We pray that the information on our pages guide you towards true repentance to the Heavenly Father in the name of Christ. Shalom. kings and priests, do you follow Jesus or the world? I am Brother Gadawan, or I may be your brother Gadawan, if you follow the Lord Jesus Christ. And we'd like to thank everyone that's called in this morning or this afternoon, if you're in the UK with me, everyone that's in the chat room. And I know when I do these topics and do these shows, they are really the least popular of, of shows because it really questions people what they are doing and if they truly are facing them, serving the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, for that, a lot of people don't want to face it. They don't want to see and examine the true answers that lies beneath. But that's exactly what we're going to do. And Abadja, I want you to go to Isaiah 58, verse 1, and we're going to read that as we come back into the show and we start dealing with this topic. So Isaiah, the 58th chapter in the first verse. All right. Isaiah, chapter 58 and verse 1. Cry aloud, dare not. Lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sins. Right. So what is our job, what is our mission? Is to teach repentance. So... From there, go to Matthews 1 and 21. All right. We're supposed to show Jacob his sins. Show them their transgressions. So what is that? Show them what they've done wrong, according to the Bible. Show them what they've done wrong, according to the laws of the heavenly Father, the heavenly laws, the heavenly guidelines. So read on. Now see what was the mission of Jesus Christ. That was the mission of the Old Old Testament prophets. That was the mission of Isaiah. But all the prophets taught repentance. Let's see what was the mission of Jesus Christ. Read on. Matthew one twenty one. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. From what? He shall save his people from their sins. No, people are just supposed to go on, oh, Jesus has come, saved me from my sins, and now I can just keep committing sins? For he shall save his people from their sins. He shall save his people from their sins. And we can't ignore his people because his people are the Israelites. A lot of people, they don't, they don't want to deal with that, and they don't want to deal with the Lord's commandments. They don't want to deal with the Lord's commandments. So let's go to um, Luke 6 and 46. So Jesus came to save his people from their sins. That's what has us bound, and that's what's in this world that people love and that they want to follow. People love the world. People love going out getting drunk. People love going out meeting some sexy chick. She looks fine and nice, or some man, his hair slicked back, and 
having a one-night stand. They love that. If that wasn't true, why don't more people get married? They, you see someone you like and get married. And most marriages, where they get married at? In the church. You get married in the church, so you're saying that your marriage is based upon God, is based upon the Bible, is based upon Jesus Christ. But that's not whole, that's not held holy or sacred anymore. Nope. So read Luke six forty six. So what? You follow the world. People are like, I'll get married. I'll get married. Then you know, if it don't work out, I'll get married to somebody else. That's that's what the world teaches. Mm-hmm. But that's not what Christ taught. Read Luke six forty six. Oh, you have something to say, bro? No, I'll be ready to read. Okay, Luke six forty six. And why call me and why call ye let me try it again. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Now this is Jesus speaking. He said, why you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things I say? Why is he saying this? Because many people were calling him Lord, and they wasn't following his instructions. So let's look and examine. One of the, one of the, uh, one of the things that I really teach and preach against, and it's not according to my own mind, it's according to the Holy Scriptures, it's the customs of this world that our people are tied into. Let's get let's get Jeremiah. Jeremiah ten. Because that's part of the world. What's part of the world and loving the world? They're their festival days. Their festivities and the things that they get into. We're not supposed to love those things. And the chiefest among them is what, Abanja? One of their chief oh, days is what? Huh? They like Krimo. They like Krimo. Not Krimo. Krimo. Christmas. <laughs> for those that's not of the Southern persuasion, it's Christmas. Uh-huh. I'll translate for you. The scripture says you're supposed and, to have someone to translate, brother. Oh, oh my bad. You know, we still got get that criminal tree. Probably the Southern boys out here listening to him. We're going to get on that criminal tree down here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you don't know. Those are the things of the world. Where will you find the Christmas tree in the scriptures? Uh, well, we're about to read about it. You put up one. We can find a Christmas tree where it's telling you not to put up one, speaking against exactly. it. Well, you're not going to find it where it's in the honor of Jesus Christ. Or you're not going to find yeah. December the 20th. So with people that do that, you're not following Jesus. You're following the world. And see, many people, they're, they're caught between a rock and a hard place because they're like, look, if I follow Jesus as it is written in the Bible, then that means what? That means you may lose you may lose people. You may lose you you may lose your wife. We had one guy years ago and we was uh bringing out the scriptures on Christmas. We was going to Jeremiah ten, we was going to other scriptures, and he told he told us he almost lost his whole family. Because he was saying, Look, this is in the Bible, and his whole family rose up against him. And that's what Christ was saying to the disciples. He said, The world is gonna hate you. So if you really follow the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the world is going to hate you because the world is wicked and evil. When you would take a day, a man's birthday, and lie and say this is his birthday, that's not Jesus' birthday. You're not going to find that in the script December the 25th. But it's the birthday of at least all these other gods that they love to worship, the sun god, Diasola, Saul Evictus, uh, Mithras. That's who was born on December the 25th, Dionysus. That's who was born on December the 25th. You're not going to find that in the scriptures. So why you call him Lord, Lord, and don't do the things he say? Because what were the things he say? What were the feast days that Christ kept? Christ kept the Sabbath. He taught on the Sabbath. He kept the Passover. People not doing that. Uh-oh. That was They like to say, yeah, some buoy was nailed to the cross. That's why. It, <laughs> that's what people think. So read Matthew's nineteen and sixteen. Oh, okay. We're not reading Jeremiah. Yeah, Jeremiah ten first, and then we go to Matthew's nineteen. Okay. Here we go. Jeremiah chapter ten. I'm gonna start at verse one. 
It says, Hear the Lord, the word, excuse me, hear the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, Learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Why, so the why is the Bible the Lord always telling the Israelites to hear him? Because he wasn't listening. Because he wasn't listening. And that's what people that you're not listening. You're not listening to what the Heavenly Father said. You're listening to your own heart. That's why you say make foolish statements, God knows my heart. Of course he knows that heart, that it knows your heart, that is desperately wicked. That's why he's trying to change your mind for you to follow the mind, the heart, and the will of Jesus Christ. In Matthew 6 and 9, it says what? It doesn't say your will be done. It's saying thy will be done, meaning the heavenly Father, our Father which is in heaven, thy will be done. But more and more people want their will to be done. They don't want to be told what God has to say. They want to tell God what they want and what they're going to do. So Jeremiah 10 and 1 again. All right. Hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Listen to me and what God is saying. That's what Jeremiah, listen to what God is saying to you, O house of Israel. Read. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. So they have this thing now in this world for it, that makes it compulsory to learn the way of the heathen and to be partakers of the way of the heathen. You know what it's called? No. It's very tricky. It's called multiculturalism. Oh. Multiculturalism teaches you the way of the heathen. When you can go to school, your child will go to school, and then they'll be in there making graven images. They'll be in there making idols. But the Lord said what? Learn not the way of the heathen. We're not supposed to engage in the festival days of the heathen. We're not supposed to engage in the worship of their gods. We're not supposed to engage in their customs. Now, does that mean we go around and hold out banners or uh, go and try to hurt people or uh, destroy property? No. We do what the Lord says. And that's when you look at the Israelites, that's what the Israelites always done. Like, leave us alone to worship our God. We ain't messing with you. We're going to serve our God. We're over here in this little corner over here, and we're going to serve the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers. We're going to serve them. No. You're going to worship what we tell you to worship. Then as soon as they do that and we cried unto the Heavenly Father, then there was some kind of storm or chaos or something that the Lord brought upon the people. Said, oh, leave those people alone. Mm-hmm. When you look in the Bible, the Israelites were never the ones like, we're going to force you to worship the God of Abraham. We're going to kill you if you don't worship the God of it. No, you never did that. That's what they do in the world. That's the madness that they do in the world. Jesus Christ didn't care if, remember when he said, you're going to drink my blood and you're going to eat my body. And then some of the disciples left. Not the 12, but some of the other disciples that were they left. He looked at the 12 and said, will you go too? Because whoever's going to follow the Lord, they're going to follow the Lord. No one's going to force them to. No one's going to constrain them to. No one's going to make them uh, pay money. You're going to do all this willingly. That's why it's a choice. You're going to choose to serve the Lord. But if you choose to serve the Lord, there's rules and regulations that have to be followed. You have to deny yourself. You can't do the things that you used to do. You're going to have to choose a side. You're going to have to choose a master and hold to him or lose him. So, we're not to learn the ways of the heathen. We're not to be dismayed at the signs of heaven. Because the Lord made the heavens, and he told us what things were in the heaven, what they were for. It wasn't a sign to destroy. I saw a shooting star. That's a, that's a bad omen. That bad thing Ooh. coming. The crops want to die. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but the heathen are dismayed at them. But we're not supposed to be dismayed at them because we read the book of Genesis. The Lord tell us why. 
every the things that's up there that he made them. And what was their purpose? So it's like, oh, the sun is the sun looks big in the sky. It's, it's going to be a slow flare and solar eruption, and the sun is going to be going to a supernova. 